Hello everybody, in this episode of The Wind Down, we're talking about a new invention from Microsoft, .NET MAUI, and how you can use that to really improve your legacy application portfolio and really move your business into the 21st century. Welcome to The Wind Down, an afternoon podcast where two techie blokes sit down over a bowl of wine and chat about what's happening in the world of tech. Enjoy while Scott and Nick open up about their week in technology. And welcome to the wind down. My name's Nick, and with me I have Scott. Hello, Scott. How are you? Good. Thank you, Nick. How are you? I'm very well indeed. Now, importantly, where are we? What are we drinking? Oh, you're in um, Dy. Just looking out at the at the waves rolling in on the ocean. Look at that. That's beautiful. Lovely sunny day. Even though it is a bit cold in Sydney. You are. I get to look at you. <laughs> oh, oh, there you go. You've got the better option, there, haven't you? Clearly, <laughs> oh, for sure. Wow. <laughs> oh, we um, we're at uh, a lovely little sort of beachside bar called Coretto. Coretto, yes. Coretto, that is, that's right. I did yeah. get it right. Um, in, in DY, and um, they've got some, um, aside from having some lovely little places for lunch and that, they've got a wonderful wine list. Yes, which we've, we've been starting to enjoy, haven't we? We, we, we did, mm -hmm. we did. And what are we drinking today? Well, this is, uh, well, actually, this, this actually isn't on the list. This is something from behind the counter. Um, this <laughs> it's is always a, with you, Scott. <laughs> this, is a, this is a Coates uh, Shiraz Cab. It's a 2015. Totes a beautiful drop. Mm -hmm. They... Um, they matured this for uh, 30 months in French oak, and you can just you can really feel it come through. No, oh, it is. It's absolutely lovely, and it's unfined and unsubstantiated. And unfiltered, unfined and unfiltered. Wow. They stop. So um, with with wines, depending on how you want to go about this, you can use things like egg whites or other things to um, to re essentially refine the out the the end result. And yep. no, no, they've, they've just gone for it with this and um, it is what it is and it's absolutely beautiful cool excellent now what we've been doing today is we've been sitting here having lunch and we've been playing with a, an application we built for a customer yeah um, which allows them to do their manufacturing customer allows them to do a stock take and this application we've written in something called .NET MAUI and, and I've been watching you I actually I bought a, a tablet in that we're going to test some things on, and, and as we're as we're eating, you're sort of you know, all of a sudden the application appears on the tablet and magic starts to happen. I thought this is pretty impressive. It used to be a lot harder than this. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't see all the work, work in the back room. But yeah, so there's, you know, we've been talking about the, you know, our team working something called Microsoft.net, and it, it used to be that. .NET, how did they describe it? Java was the platform that you could write your code once and run on anything. Um, and .NET was a platform where you could write in multiple languages and only run on Windows. But, but that's, <laughs> that was the one. That, yes. That's really shifted. And, and Microsoft have been doing a bunch of work to give us a development platform that we can write applications for everything. So right now we can write apps that run on Linux, run on iOS, run on Android, run on, on Windows as fully fledged apps, not as something yeah, okay. something weird. Um, and and this app we wrote is, is doing that, and that's yeah. called. .NET MAUI, so people might have heard terms like Xamarin, and, and it's really the next evolution. And MAUI doesn't stand for the place, it's the multi-application user interface, MAUI. I just think of it as a surfboard. That's yeah, all okay, good. but no, you can do that, you can do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. But, um, so look, so what you're saying now is that if, if we've got a, a bunch of old applications in the, in the organization, and a lot of this 
in, in one respect, you look at it and say it's technical debt. We've got to yep. manage it, support it. Um, it's outdated. We know there's no more security updates coming out for it. Therefore, there's risk exposures associated with it. Um, it may not work on certain operating systems that well. It may not all these yep. other things for these old applications come about. But this potentially is a solution. It, it's and it's it's not a it's not an app conversion solution. So let's let's be. And people have been wittering on about this app conversion solution. I can convert your application from legacy to new and it'll be fine. Yeah. That very rarely works. Um, I, I saw a website that does that. You upload your application, put a you know, dollar coin in the yeah, slot. And, yeah, right. Yes. Right, that's not going to happen. So okay. the, the key thing about Maui, and, and I'll kind of explain it this way. If I'm going to upgrade an application, I've got a couple of choices at the moment, or did have up until a couple of weeks ago. Choice one, I upgrade it to web. Now, web's okay, but it takes all the processing off the device and starts putting it on the server. So your server costs go up. Okay, that makes sense. Um, or I could write it for iOS and Android, you know, the mobile platforms. Yes. And that's fine, but that code kind of gets locked away and those things do change and all sorts of things. We're using something called Maui Blazor. And so Maui Blazor allows me to write the same web technology I would have written before but actually run it as a native app on the device. Ooh. And that's super exciting because my developers can use all their web skills. Yes. We can build things in multiple, what we call multiple tiers properly. We can do all the exciting things that you can do on the web, like video and maps and all. We can le le leverage this incredible raft of development things we've got. And we can run it on any platform out of the same code base. And so what that means is your choice to upgrade the app doesn't now have to be web or platform it can be Blazor, and I can deliver it on the web, or I can deliver it on anything else. It, and it's incredibly rich it, and very it, cool. It's all starting to get blurry. It's not as if you have to choose, make one choice and say, we're going to do this, and then hope that's the best choice. Yeah. It all, it's sort of, everything's supported these days. Yeah, and, and, and the reason we chose it for this app, and it's, it's important to think about how you choose things, is this is a stock take app for process workers. Yeah. Process workers just aren't very good with browsers. They, they no, that's fair. A very simple app that does exactly what they want. They don't want to worry about refreshes or networks or anything else. And we can build all that into this app and give them a really clean, simple experience. So, yeah, and we've we've sort of looked at this in the past because we've seen where um, there's going out and talking to clients about how do their systems work, how does their business operate. There's lots of code there from the 2000s and onwards. Yep. Where more common solutions were not available yeah. and everybody was writing their own special versions of whatever it was to solve all the problems that were out there i, I get that yeah. um but you know in modern days as in well, today let's say modern days um a, there are a lot of more advanced web solutions available that there are there are and you know you can you can do almost anything on the web it's not like it used to be where it's just a few forms so yeah. web ui is really really powerful there's nothing you can do on a desktop UI that you now can't do on web, which is kind of cool. Um, but the other thing which is neat about all of this, because I'm now off one code base, upgrades can almost happen automatically. Oh, okay. So we can build yes. the build pipeline into, and we use GitHub for our version control. We can use uh, the build pipeline is where I take the source code and turn it into real applications. But it goes a bit further than that because with iOS, Android and Windows, I have to turn it into real applications, I have to publish it to the store. And what we can do now is we can actually build that into our automated pipeline. So we're then at the point where 
if there's a security vulnerability, the system will alert us to a vulnerability in our code. It will go and upgrade the code for us. All we have to do is say, yes, we'll accept that change. It will then automatically test our product. It will build our product. It will publish it to all the stores on the web. Oh. And everybody will get the latest version. That sounds pretty impressive, you know. It's, it's really cool, right? So it takes away all that tedium and means once we've shipped an application, even if the customer doesn't want to pay their ongoing maintenance and upgrades, we can still maintain that to the latest security versions without impacting us right. too so much. Right, so we're getting all those security updates that are going to address the risk issues? Yep. Okay, that's really cool. Yeah, and, and the other thing we, we know is if, if I upgrade an application to the latest versions every month, because these things come out monthly, um, it's really easy. Every month I spend about an hour. If I have to upgrade it like after six months, it's going to take me two days because yeah. it's really hard to make those big leaps and really easy to make the small ones. Well, I guess what, what we're seeing though is for all the organizations that have got applications from the past out there that are running parts of their business, mm. um, we, don't, we don't need to say, look, let's just toss all of that, find some web platform that does this now, some SaaS application that yep. does all of this because... Look, I, Originally, I was under the sort of mindset that when I'm looking at some of the SaaS applications that are out there these days, they do like 80% of everything you need to do sort of straight out of the box. And perhaps even their version or the, the version of best practice they've used to model their application around is actually better than whatever you've got. So I'd probably say if your uniqueness is your business is in a geographical area. So let me, let me kind of explain okay. that. If you're, I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to think of a term. Oh, let's say somebody who does end of year tax for individuals. That's a process. Your uniqueness is because your office is in a shopping center near Footfall or, or you're, you're, you're somewhere geographically. You do the same as everybody else who does that kind of thing. There's, there's no uniqueness. Don't get an app written. Use what's off the shelf. There's enough stuff there. Right. But if you do anything that's unique that you can offer to your customers that's valuable, and that's, that's lots and lots of businesses in Australia, then you should probably think about, yeah, my core system's maybe off the shelf, um, but I might do something unique in the app space. Yeah. I might solve this business problem, or I might have this thing going on in my manufacturing process, or I might have this way of reaching out to my customers, and lots of people make benefit that way. And, and I'm seeing that where there's a lot of clients and other people that we're, we're visiting where they've got these application sitting in certain parts of the business and it runs that part of the business or when it comes together it, it really is part of their special source for being who yep. they are yeah and you can't just sort of say oh look that's all right look here's this SAS app it does all this sort of stuff now you won't just migrate to that and not to worry about it, it again. Does, just doesn't it just and doesn't it, work that way and it turns their special source into something like generic tomato sauce yeah where and, and that, that's again what's your unique selling proposition and yeah. you know for lots of companies to be honest yeah, if I'm a plumber, my unique selling proposition is I'm close to you. Or, yeah. or I, I've got a slightly different business model or I charge no call-out fee or whatever whatever it is. Um, so there's lots of businesses where your unique selling proposition has nothing to do about how you deliver your service. No, but there's an awful lot where it's about how you deliver your service or your product. And, and that's where... This is help. the differentiation part. Yep. Otherwise, everybody is selling exactly the same product yep. the exact same way. And the only thing you can compete on is price. Absolutely. No Absolutely. one likes competing on price. No, no, because it only goes one way. It never goes right. up, does it? No. <laughs> cool. So, so that's interesting. So, so we've got all that. We've got to modernize our applications. Um, 
it's hard for non-developers to really get their heads around these kind of platforms and what it, they do, right? Yeah, and these are sort of new new ways of thinking about development yep. where the, the, the old ways of doing this sort of cross-platform thing, I know we're very clunky and there's a lot of sort of background work involved there, and they perhaps didn't really work as well as you'd hope they did. They certainly weren't beautiful. And, yeah. and I think, yeah, the applications market has moved significantly. Um, it used to be that I used to hand out a user guide and we'd spend hours writing user guide. Mm. I don't remember, the well, user education team would spend forever writing documentation on how to do things. You used to print the user guide and how does a physical manual you give to uh, someone? Uh, do you, you remember getting Excel with all the books that came with it, you know, the formula yeah. reference and the, so, so there, there was lots of how do I use something. In today's world, you don't get user guides with anything. The software is expected to be written in such a way that unless it's something incredibly niche in engineering or science or, or maths or something, you have to, you should be able to pick it up and just use it. Yeah, for at least the basics anyway. Yep. I, I get you may want to have someone come in or do a bit of training for some of the more advanced topics. Yep. But yes. Which means you need to adhere to a bunch of things that people are useful, used to. Um, things like the hamburger menu on the left hand side, yeah. things like that web look and feel. People are very used to web um, and if you can build applications that adhere to the look and feel and the standard actions of the web, you're going to get far quicker adoption. Yeah, so common controls, that sort of thing. No, not, not just that, but common behaviours. Yeah, okay. So if I click a button, I, I expect it to look like it's indented a little bit or it should change colour, right? It should then go and do something else. Not it should leap out at me and because you can make all this happen, right? You can yeah, do anything yeah. you want. So, and so, so keeping those kind of standards means when we talk about Maui Blazor, Maui with web, we can deliver web type experiences on the mobile device, which just feel like you're at home. And that, when I saw that coming together, that was a real big sort of light on moment that said, hang on, there's lots we can do with this. There's lots. And They've all been... of a sudden we're extending the life of what, what I was thinking of before is perhaps legacy technology. Yep. They did a really good job, but mate, we, it's got security issues. It's got operational issues. It's got all these other issues that yep. at the end of the day are going to be add up to be something that's too big an issue to not address and it's going to get replaced but now we can actually maintain all of that logic all of that intellectual property that's been put into that system well, keep it current i'll give you an example in the latest version of microsoft server not client yes microsoft say they will support the visual basic 6 runtime now right. vb6 went end of life in 2001 yeah. Right. So 21, 22 years later, yep. they're saying they'll support it on the server. So why are they doing that? There must right. be a lot out there. Because there's a lot out there. And it's not just because there's a little two-person organization down the road saying, oh, that's annoying, I've got an old app, don't want to work. But there's no. trillions there's, of lines of enterprise code yes, out there. Yes, there is significant enterprise pressure saying we are still using these applications. And, and the neat thing with it is we can actually take a lot of that and upscale it and uplift it up to Maui and give you a modern app experience with modern security and mm. modern performance without having to totally you know, yeah. reinvent the wheel from that, scratch. It's, I, I really like the security aspect of it. Yep. Because and, and in, in a lot of cases, these applications are within the business, but um, once you get a foothold in a network, you're looking for where is the next hole that allows me to go in and get access to something to see some data. And 
the old look VB6. I mean, how many known issues are there with that that we know are not going to get resolved? Well, yeah, I think it's another thing. Like, I look at a lot of businesses and they have you know, reception, and you find out reception. You yeah. say, "Where's my order?" Well, you know, with a little bit of effort, you can expose that information out to your customer. Yes, we can build bots around it. We can deliver apps around it. We can do all sorts of stuff. We don't have to go in and rip everything out and start again. And certainly, we're working with a manufacturing company right now. We're not. We're We've taken their existing system, we've let it run. It runs the business, and now we're bolting around the top of it what will eventually replace it, right? Over time, with a proper change management process, and that's allowing them to have things like the app you were talking about and some others. So being able to deliver a better client experience. Well, it's, it's all about end user and client experience, yes. right? right? What we call CX, client experience is the key thing. That's brilliant. Cool. Oh. Thank you, Scott. So it's, right. it's how about not giving away your special secret sauce and yes. encapsulating it, not just for yourself, but for your customers. That's right. right. Let's, let's start cooking the secret sauce a different way and modernizing it and, and really using that to add that differentiation capability back into the business. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Scott, thank you so much. Yeah, Nick, thank you very much. And thank you for watching and listening. Make sure if you do like what you see, make sure you subscribe, give us a like. And if you do want us to look at a topic, leave a comment underneath and we'll get back to you and see if we can cover it. Thank you so much, everyone.